You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update covering your Houston Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with John, some sports guy Hickman here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, where you can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify, along with you can argue that sports.com where the show automatically updates to the website. Busy week for the NFL. Got the Super Bowl coming up. The Pro Bowl was, was a couple of days ago. Larry Tunsil's outfit uh, had no business being on the what, what, red carpet, blue carpet, green carpet, whatever. That outfit was atrocious. But a busy day in the NFL. We know Super Bowl Sunday is coming up, which will feature the Chiefs, who the Texans lost to in the divisional round, along with the 49ers. Uh, And I think it'll be an explosive game between the two teams. I think this is a classic, classic case of defense versus offense and just two teams playing at the height of their game right now. It really sucks that we're we're not able to see the Houston Texans in that game. I know that uh, that would have set the city on fire. However, there are things that the – the Texans can do to bounce back next season and improve their chances on making it to the big dance. So that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today, just what the Texans can do, what positions are important to improve on on this roster, along with the positions that the Texans should definitely look at uh, in the draft and free agency. So we're going to dive into what can the Texans do to improve their chances on next season. As John mentioned, um, the Houston Texans will not be participating in Sunday's big Super Bowl game. And a part of that reason is due to the fact that the Houston Texans had a few has a few holes that they need to fill heading into 2020. It's not a lot, but it's just one of those situations where if they can tweak just one or two aspects of this roster heading into 2020 offseason, I am confident that the Houston Texans will be in the 2021 Super Bowl next year? Well, here's my thought of it. You know, if this season ended for the Texans, how it ended, and then immediately started back the next week or so, then it would be just a few tweaks. However, we know that they may lose out on DJ Reader, Bradley Roby, Jonathan Joseph could possibly retire. And they have around 15 to mid-20s, I believe, in free agents on their roster currently that they need to resign. So I think it's more than a few tweaks that need to get taken care of. Uh, But there are certain areas. I'm going to pick three areas of this team that I think if those areas improved, we know that Tunsil Dill is going to get done. So I'm not even going to talk about that. We know you already have Watson. 
And now we're expecting and anticipating what Anthony Weaver would be able to do as DC now. You know, he got that promotion. So there are three areas of this team that I think need to be drastically improved going into the 2020-2021 season. That way it can give the Texans the best chance to win our Super Bowl. The Houston Texans already have like some of the most important positions taken care of, especially on the offensive end. You know, you go out and get Laramie Tunsil. Um, you know, he helps improve your offensive line. You have your quarterback for the future in Deshaun Watson, and you also have arguably the best wide receiver in the game in DeAndre Hopkins. But when it comes to that defensive side of the ball, that's what most of the tweaks need to be, and starting with the defensive back. Yeah, the secondary um, is a, a position of the, of the team that I think needs to, that improvement now. You know, we talked about Vernon Hargraves, the third, him possibly coming back reconstructing that deal. We already have Gary on Conley wrapped up. So most definitely getting Vernon Hargraves back and then really, really, which is why I was looking at the position coach of, you know, uh, Midget here in Houston as our secondary coach. And I think it's time to move on from him so we can get just a different feel in that coaching staff for our secondary that features who would be uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr., who would be going into his second year, Keon Crossing. But outside of that, I think that's a position that the Texans need to also look at upgrading because if you really have championship aspirations, how far can you go with just those three talented cornerbacks? Conley and Hargraves are definitely first-round talents from the last three to four years. Lonnie Johnson Jr., a second-round talent, so promised this year also had bad times. So I get it. But it, that's why I think you have to try to work on reconstructing Vernon's deal. Give yourself some extra money. That way you can go out there in free agency and, and go bring in another, another guy to boost his secondary. I'm also looking at the defensive line, whether it's inside defensive line or you got to get your DN is rusher. I think that's, if not the secondary, the second most, first most, I think they're 1A, 1B when we look at most important uh, areas of of this team that needs that improvement. Especially, J.J. Watt is not going to get any younger. He's getting he's getting older by the day. I mean, that's what we, the moment we come into this world, from slap, we cry to die. We get older. And so, J.J. Watt is not drinking the fountain of youth anytime soon. And now the potential of losing Otto Reader, it's it's a true potential, big potential. It may happen. I also I also think that it'll get done, but there's still still a potential thought out there that that reader deal won't get done. However, even if you bring those two back, well we know that White will be on the contract already. Even if you bring in DJ Reader, there is still more that needs to be added to that front of the Texas defense. Now, we know we'll get Duke Elevore back. He missed the entire year due to his injury in the offseason last year, preseason, offseason time. And we know Charles Omihu will go into a second year, more experience, uh, having more time with Anthony Weaver for another year. Now, as his D.C. compared to his defensive line coach, his expectations will be higher than what they were his rookie year. And he showed flashes. I get it. And I love his game. I honestly do. been watching him play football for a very long time at the University of Texas. However, 
there's still more, whether it's just depth that you want to add to give yourself time to give some of these guys rest like a J.J. Watt or just more pure talent. But one area of this team that we may be overlooking is the receivers. Yes, we know what all-world receiver DeAndre Hopkins can do. But after him, well, we really don't have a consistent number two. And I don't want to say we don't have a number two, but consistently we don't have a number two. Why do I say that? Well, seven games. How many games would I will for this year? Six, I believe. And in some of those games, he has a monster game. And then the very next week he goes out and there's an injury. Then he goes on a streak of missing games. And then we have Kenny Stills, who I think can be a number two. However, was he a definitive number two this year? No, he was not. And so that's an area of this offense where I'm looking now, can we have explosive Deshaun Watson, a guy we have, you know, compared to Michael Jordan ever since Dabo Sweeney said it. And then we, we even saw some of that clutch gene in him in the playoffs. But you look around the league, right? Who are we going to always compare these guys to? Well, it's Mitchell Trubisky, number one, because he went before him. And then Patrick Mahomes. And that offense features Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Hardman, and Robinson, and Sammy Watkins when he's on the field. So getting more weapons around your quarterback to throw to, it's not a bad idea. It's working for somebody. Hell, even last year, we saw with Jared Goff. We saw what he did with Cooper Cup before he got hurt, of course. Robert Woods. Uh, Todd Gurley out of the backfield. Not to mention Brandon Cooks on that offense. So we know that the Rams had an explosive offense last year. And Jared Goff had a career year, probably of which is why the Rams are so bad right now because they sunk so much money into Goff. Now, they don't have a lot of money to allocate other areas. But nonetheless, look how great he played last year. And that was one of the greatest offenses. Now, of course, he didn't win the Super Bowl. And there's a strong possibility that, A, the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl this year. However, that's why I mentioned fixing the defense first, adding more talent and depth to the defense, whether it's the front four or the back end on the secondary, and then surrounding your quarterback with the weapons he needs to take this team to the promised land. We've said it multiple times, and this just goes back to what we, what I talked about on yesterday. This is why it's time to trade Will Fuller, because I don't believe that we w- were able to see what Kenny Stills can fully bring to this team just due to the fact that every single game, every single week, we did not know when or if Will Fuller is going to be able to play. Like I say, this is part of the reason why we need to part ways with him because he is holding this team back. I do believe if they part ways with Will Fuller, that will give Kenny Stills more of an opportunity to to play in his role, to to be that second-tier receiver. I don't think they should go out and, and make getting a second receiver a priority only due to the fact why do that when you still have a guy in Will Fuller and that new receiver along with Kenny Steele, is going to be in the same exact situation. Well, they may not be in the same situation. If you bring in another receiver, then you won't have to bank on trying to dangle Will Fuller 
in order to receive assets back to go fix your 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 problem at receiver. And just looking at the NFL free agency this year, listen, I wouldn't be mad at a return with Demarius Thomas. The last time we saw Demarius Thomas in the Houston Texan uniform, I mean, he played pretty damn good until his Achilles tear. I also wouldn't be mad at the likes of a Jaron Brown, who plays for Seattle. He's an unrestricted free agent, along with a talent like Cody Latimer in a new situation with a, I would say, a much more, for one, yeah, experienced quarterback, more explosive quarterback that can probably get you the ball better than what Daniel Jones had been able to do or Eli. Then I want more dependency and consistency than just, oh, man, if we would have had him, the score would have been different. Now, we know when Fuller's on the field, the Texans are 8-3. They're pretty damn good. But the if is too much to hold anymore, and I'm just tired of it. So I do think the secondary or defensive front, those can swap out between one and two more important. But I, I would like to see boosted talent at the receiver position. Because honestly, once we get past DeAndre Hopkins, right, mm -hmm. and the inconsistency of just not having Fuller on the field, then the receiving game gets kind of scarce. King Steele did end the season with 561 yards. And then the next receiver in line is Kiki QT with 254 yards. DeAndre Carter with 162 yards. The production is just not there when other guys are not able to either play or we just need playmakers to step up. So well, we also have to look at what the Texans can do in the draft um, because as just like money is kind of scarce and limited for them in this year's offseason in regards to free agents, uh, so is the NFL draft. The picks are very scarce, and there ain't a lot of them. So they have to be precise on the decision-making and who they're going to pick. And now what positions are more important to look at in the draft? So the NFL draft is coming up soon, April 23rd, I believe. It starts off on that Thursday. For the Houston Texans, it won't be on Thursday at all. I don't think the second round is on Thursday. It'll start on the second round, the second day. and. Like I mentioned before, the, the picks are scarce. They currently only have five due to a compensation, compensation pick. The areas on the team that they need to fix, we know it's not going to all be a one-hitter quitter. That's what the free agency is for. However, you can definitely utilize the draft in order to improve uh, your team that way. And as I look at the draft and I look at the Texans' needs, if you look at the second round for the Houston Texans and the fourth round, you know, those are the rounds where do your due diligence. Of course, they send scouts out to the senior bowl, you know, especially that fourth round. You may, that may be one of your senior bowl picks. Who knows? With more time, we'll get more information on that. But when I analyze what the Texans need to look at in the draft, just like in the offseason, just like the free agency, I think you need to go with a defensive lineman with your first pick. Preferably, and it depends on what needs you take care of in free agency. So if you go with our edge rush, if you're able to bring in some talent at the edge rushing position, then I go with inside defensive lineman. If you bring in some talent at the inside defensive line, then I go with 
edge rush position. And I agree with you right there. I do believe that is a um a position that the Houston Texans should go into the draft thinking about because I mean it's just it's just another opportunity just to improve on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, if you think about it, I don't know about you, John, but I do believe that has been our biggest, not just the edge rush position, but um just the Texas defense as a whole has been the Achilles heel of this Texans team in 2019. Absolutely. And just the inability to get after the quarterback. This is an area of the team that needs improvement for a lot of different reasons. You know, after you lose J.J. Watt, yes, Jacob Martin stepped up as an outside linebacker. But when Watt went down, that diminished what Breeder was able to do in in regards to sack numbers. Right. And then, you know, the rookie. He's limited. First year rookie, you know, he was a, a late round draft pick. So he wasn't able to do much without wide on the field. And then just the rest, assessing the rest of the defensive front, along with merciless production going down when Watt went down. So there is talent that is needed on that defensive front in order to stop the other team. Because I guess we can just say for the next some odd years, you know, where is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going to be year in and year out in regards to the Super Bowl, right? Are they going to be favorites for six out of the next 10 years for AFC? We don't know. That's a very strong possibility. And the best way to stop Mahomes is to keep his ass off the field. That's why the 49ers have a chance Sunday because they got one of the best pass rushing groups in the NFL right now. Talent, 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 and depth is needed on this defensive front. And I think that if you want to go in and use two of your first two picks in the NFL draft this upcoming offseason, if I'm the Houston Texans, and if there's talent there, talent that you believe that can make your team better, you grab them. I'm okay with it. Go grab that talent. But a lot of things really do depend on what the Texans do in free agency. I hate that we have to wait on that. It's a waiting game, uh, but that's just a reality. Free agency comes first. Take care of some of your needs there. And after that, the remaining five picks that you have in the NFL draft, that's where you can go out and do more damage in order to improve your team. I do like Khalid Kareem, the, the defensive end from Notre Dame. Had five and a half sacks this year, three forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. Uh, I think he is – and one pass deflection as well. He has long arms. I think that he has talent the Texans can use to get after the quarterback. I would like to see him in a Houston uniform. The 2020 offseason for the Houston Texans is, you know, you go to college and your family may always say this is the first year of the rest of your life or something like this. This is the first day of the rest of your life. This is the first offseason for the rest of their tenure, at least with Deshaun Watson as quarterback, as your franchise quarterback. Not saying that the, you you know you put all your eggs in one basket and then you shoot for the 2021 NFL Super Bowl. No, that never really happens. It rarely happens that a team put all their eggs in one basket and then they make the Super Bowl the next year. But slow bill is better than no bill. The process and the marathon has to continue, and it starts right now. It is Tuesday, so hopefully you are enjoying your Tuesday. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. 
only here with Locked On Texans. And I can't do the show without my co-host. Cody Davis. And please remember to follow me on Twitter to stay up to date on all things, not only Texans, but Houston Rockets, UH basketball. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Why 24? Because 24 is for my boy Kobe. It's always been like that, plain and simple. John, some sports guy. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Until next time, the, the motto for the week is mama mentality. If Kobe can, so can you. Peace. You are Locked On Texas, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.